You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after a much better night at the ballpark for the Atlanta Braves as they even up this series with the New York Mets by scoring a whole bunch of runs early and then hanging on late as the bullpen was able to close it down and the Braves were able to claim a 9-6 victory over the Mets to even up this series and, of course, take a game back in the standings. Lots to unpack from this game, lots to discuss, to analyze, and, of course, we've got two games to get you set for coming your way on Saturday. Before we do all of that, though, I want to remind you to make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. We are approaching 3,000 subscribers. We'd love it if you were one of them. Click that subscribe button. Also, enable alert so you get a notification every time we drop a new episode. And, of course, if you like podcasts, which, why wouldn't you? If you want the best Braves podcast out there, you need to be subscribed to Locked On Braves. We'll get every episode of this postcast as well as everything Jake has for you all season long and all the way through the offseason. But we're a long way from the offseason, Jake. But it kind of had a little bit of a feel of maybe the postseason here in the early part of August as the Braves and Mets are going toe-to-toe. New York took game one. The Braves answered in game two, and they did it in a way we become accustomed to the Braves winning. That's hitting a bunch of homers and scoring a bunch of runs. Yeah, they did. Look, I asked for it on yesterday's postcast. Get some runs for Ian early, uh, Ian Anderson early. Let him kind of settle in. Things obviously didn't go great for him, but they at least scored the runs, and that's uh, you know, obviously great and what you want from this team to come out early and and really just punch the Mets in the mouth. Look, the Braves have been taking the brunt of it lately. The Mets have been mm-hmm. dishing it out, uh, so it was great to see the Braves come out and really just throw that first jab in this game. Mets had some counter jabs late as well, but the Braves hung on and, and got the win. Ultimately, they won by three runs. It kind of felt like it was a little bit closer than that as you got to the end of the game, but they won one-handedly and set themselves up now for to hopefully have a better weekend. Yeah, well, this game felt about as long as I would expect the doubleheader on Saturday to feel at times. It just seemed like it was going on and on forever and ever, and I know when you have big innings, sometimes it slows the game down, but I think a very deliberate pace at the very least by Ian Anderson as he was trying to navigate his way through at least five innings. That was something that just did not happen in this game. But I think you bring up a good point when it comes to the punch and counterpunch that I think these two clubs are going to be looking to give one another the give and take of this uh, in this rivalry this season because the Mets are a good team. The Braves are a good team. And both of these clubs are going to be looking to you know just have their way with the other one. But it's not going to be very easy. These series are going to be big, and they're going to go a long way towards deciding who wins the National League East. The Mets came into this series with the lead. They added another game on the standings, and the Braves just took one back. And now I think you look at it, Jake, in some ways, like this is a two out of three series. You got the doubleheader looming. That, of course, is something we'll talk about a little bit later. But you even things up here, and I think that that is just really the first step for the Braves to answering what the Mets did to them in the first game. Yeah, I mean, look at the first game. The Mets, like I said, came out. They had they threw the first punch. The Rays made a counter punch, but the Mets held on. Same thing in Friday night's game. And like you said, now it's a best of three. And while you got to go up against Scherzer and DeGrom, the Braves got some pretty good starters going as well in, in those games and Freed and, and Strider and then obviously Odorizzi making his debut with the Braves. And we kind of touched on it yesterday. 
it all is coming down to the starters between these two teams. Both, mm-hmm. I think, have very good pitching, but it's really coming down to what you're doing in those early innings. And you see what the Mets bullpen was able to do last night. You saw what the, the Braves bullpen at the end and, and mentor Iglesias and Jansen now, which is set up seven, eight, and nine, what they're capable of doing. And it's really just coming down to what starting pitching is going to be on that night in, in terms of who's going to win these games. I really think that's what it ultimately comes down to. Yeah, I, I really do. It's just, I mean, it seems as rudimentary as can be. You get a good start. You have a chance to have your team in position to score some runs and grab you a victory. The Braves, though, have done a really nice job, I think, of jumping out in front on days that Ian Anderson has pitched. And as it happens, that's typically a good thing because Ian Anderson has gotten the most run support of any Braves starter, and I believe the most run support of perhaps any starter in the National League, but he was not able to get through the five innings he needed to. And I'm not talking about just picking up a win. I'm just talking about you want to be able to reach that benchmark. And on a day before a doubleheader, you most certainly want to give your teams a little bit or your team a little bit of length. And they did not get that out of Ian. Four and two-thirds innings for him. Seven hits, four earned runs in this one, four walks and three strikeouts. He was handed that eight-nothing lead. He was chased in the fifth inning. The Mets made it interesting in the middle frames, but the Braves bullpen, as you mentioned, a trio of pitchers that we'll talk about a little bit more in a moment, was able to really nail things down for Atlanta and keep the Mets at bay and an arm's length, at least, as they picked up this 9-6 victory. Inside the line score, this one game number 107 for the Braves, 64-43 and 43 on the season now. Atlanta, nine runs, 14 hits, no errors, eight men left to board. Mets dropped to 67-39, and 39, six runs, 12 hits, an error, 10 men left on base. A.J. Mentor, the winner in relief, is 5-3. and three. Taiwan Walker was just absolutely punished by the Braves in the first couple of innings. He was chased in the second, not retiring a batter. He drops to 9-3 and three on the year. Game lasted three hours, 38 minutes. Crowd of 40,305 were on hand to see it. We'll talk a little bit more about the Braves offense, maybe a couple other thoughts on the Braves pitching staff as well. Before we do, though, I want to let you know about Coffee AM. It's the official sponsor of the Braves postcast and an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. And if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today and get a full look at their menu of coffees and teas and gift sets, that's coffeeam.com slash locked on. And if you use the coupon code locked on, you get 15% off your first order. So check that out. Coffee AM, the best small-batch coffee roaster in America uh, so, Jake, we talked a little bit about Ian Anderson already. The Braves' bullpen, as you mentioned, did a really nice job. It it was bend but not break in the middle innings, but A.J. Minter really came in and restored order. And that's an appearance I think we've been looking for out of A.J. Minter for a little while now. Yeah, I thought the first batter, he was kind of a little shaky kind of finding it. But once he did, he dotted that that strikeout on the down and away uh, to get out of that inning there. And then the next inning, I just thought he was really good. That was really kind of just the dominant A.J. Minter that we're used to. But uh, this is the plan for the Braves now. I mean, I talked about it after they made the trade for Iglesias. Look, Dylan Lee's been great. Colin McHugh has been great. But when you get in these types of games, like you said, a postseason atmosphere, and when you get into the postseason, you need dominant arms at the back end of games. And that's what Mentor and Iglesias and Jansen are. And you saw it tonight, six strikeouts and three and a third innings there. And I thought all three of those guys were really good. I know Jansen gave up solo home run. It's a four-run game. He was clearly just pounding the strike zone there. I don't put a lot of stock into that. Sure. Um, but, uh, again, I thought all three of them were great. Mentor, especially, uh, you know, he got the win. I thought he had the biggest, you know, pitch of the night. Like I said, that strikeout mm-hmm. to get out of that sixth inning. And, really – you know, you hated to use all those guys because you had such a big lead, but nobody threw over 15 pitches except for A.J. Minter. So you got to figure they're available for 
at least one of tomorrow's games. But yeah, yeah I thought a huge spot there for Minter. Great job by the back end of the bullpen. And that's the recipe now. Get through six innings and hand it over to Minter, Iglesias, and Jansen. And you've got to feel pretty good about your chances. Yeah, A.J. Minter, four outs, three of those by the strikeout. Rysel Iglesias, his Braves debut, did allow a hit to the first batter he faced, but nothing after that. A couple of strikeouts for him. And Kenley Jansen did allow a solo home run. Uh, but closed out the ninth inning and the Braves win. So that was what the pitching staff was doing. I can't believe we're seven and a half, eight minutes into the show, and we're just now going to talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. because we could do a whole show on how just refreshing it was to see the kind of game that Ronald had for the Braves. It wasn't just at the plate where he had four hits, including the 500th of his big league career. He was running on the base pass, stealing a base, scoring a run, taking runs away, though, with a leaping play against Pete Alonso in the first inning. Jake, I feel like that's a play that quite obviously just face value. That's a big play because it saved runs and it looked like Alonzo was flirting with a home run there. But that might have really started to tilt the balance of power in this game and swing the momentum back to the Mets if they're able to immediately put a big number up in the bottom of the first inning and answer the Braves four run first. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it. Look, Ian wasn't good in this game at all. I mean, he was an out away from getting five innings, only giving up one earn, but he had some great plays behind him. The, the yes. catch by Acuna, the throw by Michael Harris. I don't know why they sent that runner there, but he was dead. Uh, just an incredible throw by Michael Harris. So he had some help behind him. But you just talk about Acuna, and I'm just smiling hearing you talk about him because I'm trying to hold back my excitement because the at-bats he's had the last two games, and you can just kind of see that confidence building, especially after making that catch. It just kind of feels like the the Acuna that we're used to seeing, and I want I want that version back so bad, as I know so many Braves fans do, but you're seeing it tonight. I talked about it last night. He's starting to get that launch angle back where it needs to be, and tonight, you know, he had a hit where he got it over the third baseman into left field. That's normally been a ground ball to the left side. You saw him later in the game, a 3-2 count. Yeah, he got jammed on it, but he got under it and was able to punch it out in a center field for a hit. Those, to me, are very positive signs for Acuna. And look, he admitted himself after Thursday's game, you know, it's day-to-day with that knee and how he feels and how he he trusts it. But you can just kind of see that confidence coming back in that we really haven't seen for a while now. And that certainly has me getting excited myself. Yeah, big day for Ronald Acuna Jr., I do think. And yeah, sure, temper your expectations because, yes, this is only one game. If you want to throw in the opener, which I would, because when you're hitting the tape measure home run for the first time in a month, that's got to feel pretty good. It's just looked and felt a lot more like the Ronald Acuna Jr. we're accustomed to seeing. Keep in mind, this kid's 24 years old. I mean, it's not like, you know, this injury has somehow fast-forwarded him past the prime that he still has in front of him as a player. I think a lot of people are going to be walking back some of the things that they've either tweeted, said, or maybe thought about what Ronald Acuna Jr. means to the Braves. Because understand this, they didn't win the World Series without Ronald, and that just was the way that worked. They would not have been in position to win that series last year, but that is a different show for a different time. The good thing is Ronald Acuna Jr. is apparently making some progress and showing up big time in a series in which the Braves very much need everybody to show up as best they can. Four hits on the day for him, the 500th of his major league career, so congratulations to him. Eddie Rosario, I've talked about him as being a key for this Braves offense in the second half, much as he was a year ago. Rosario, a three-run homer in the first, really helped blow things open. A multi-hit game for him as he completed, or he rather collected, four runs knocked in. You mentioned Michael Harris throwing guys out at the plate. Another home run for him is 10th of the year. It was the third for Rosario and then William Contreras, my man Wild Bill, with his 14th home run as insurance in the bottom of the eighth inning. That's what the offense was doing. And here's the stat on Contreras because – 
you know, you see these home runs and you think, wow, that's, yeah, he's doing a pretty, pretty nice job as a guy who's sharing time behind the plate and getting the occasional spot at, or start at DH. He's homering every 12.9 at bats this year. That is a pretty good clip to be uh, leaving the ballpark. And William Contreras, just one of the many contributors for the Braves offense in this one, as they even things up in this series with a 9-6 victory and get set for that doubleheader against New York that will be coming your way on Saturday. We're going to preview that in a moment. Before we do, though, let me remind you to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces, so just use the code Locked On. That is code Locked On. Every order is insured, ships free, arrives in discreet packaging, and won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free. Find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. Uh, so, Jake, we got a double header on Saturday. It'll be happening at 110 and 710, so a day night variety. I believe Max Fried against Max Scherzer could be the plan for one of the games. Jake Odorizzi and David Peterson will be the plan, I believe, for the other game. We just don't know what order these were going to be in as of late in the evening on Friday. Yeah, I kind of don't know if I want Scherzer to pitch the day game and just go ahead and like get that out of the way because you know how bad the Braves struggle in day games. But uh, look, I mean, you've even up this series. You got an opportunity on a doubleheader. If you can at least earn a split, you got a chance to win the series on Sunday with Strider and DeGrom, which I cannot wait for. We're not there yet. Obviously got two ahead of that, but that is definitely a game matchup I'm looking forward to. But you got Max Fried on the mound, and he he is as much as an ace as either of Scherzer or DeGrom. So I think it's going to be, you know, obviously a fun day of baseball. Hopefully the Braves can come away with at least a split. Be great to sweep both of those and go ahead in the position on Sunday to win four in a row. One thing we didn't mention, the Braves once again avoided losing three games in a row. There's three games left in this series, so you like your chances, your odds with how the season's gone to at least win one of those games. But I just want to see the Braves continue to play good baseball. want to see the offense having good at bat, swinging the bat well. And like we talked about, the starting pitching, that's what it comes down to. You know, can Freed, and I think Freed needs to give you seven innings, especially, like I said, you just had to use the best guys in your bullpen. You would like to have to avoid that in one of these games and somehow still get a win. Uh, so I think it's big for Freed to give you seven innings. Don't know really what to expect with Odorizzi. Obviously haven't watched him much this year, but hopefully he can give you a quality outing as well. And like I said, at least get a split, or hopefully get, put yourself in a position to win both of these games. Yep, you got Max Fried on the mound for the Braves. And one of these, Jake Odorizzi making his Atlanta debut and the other coming off a really good start for the Astros last time out. I believe seven innings of shutout ball against the Mariners with eight punch outs. So that's a pretty good outing for him. And he's a guy that they brought over to help them and kind of bridge this gap with a doubleheader on Saturday, then another doubleheader next weekend down in Miami. We'll get a couple of looks, we think, at Jake Odorizzi on this road trip, but none, I think, more important than his Braves debut, which will be against the New York Mets on Saturday. Max Scherzer, you already know what you're going to get with him. One of the best pitchers in baseball. That's just uh, that's the book long and short on Max Scherzer. So you got to do what you can to beat him. And the Braves, over the course of his career, have done a pretty fair job, if anybody has, of being able to get to Max Scherzer from time to time. We'll see if Saturday is a day that they might have his number, because he certainly had their number back in Atlanta the last time he faced the Braves. Max Freed, Max Scherzer, Jake Odorizzi, David Peterson, and some order doubleheader on Saturday, 1.10 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch of game one. Game two will follow at 7.10 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll have you covered here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. We hope you are subscribed right here on YouTube, and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. 
Once again, it was a good one for the Braves. They even up the series with the Mets with a 9-6 victory as the offense comes out big. A big day from Ronald Acuna Jr. and some clutch pitching by the bullpen helped the Braves even up this series. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you after the doubleheader on Saturday. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 